God bless. Welcome to the podcast, The Word of Heaven, a new episode, amen. And the title of this episode, as you can see in the, in the title, amen, on your screen, it says, Jezebel is alive and well. Alright, you know, obviously this, this title uh, raises questions, you know, be like, for, for some of you uh, may not know who Jezebel is, amen, and some of you may say, yeah, how is she alive, you know, in the Bible, it tells us that she died, you know, she was killed, amen, but I'm going to tell you why, you know, and before answering the question of how she's alive, and I'm not talking about her physically being alive, I'm talking about her legacy, what she stood for, that's what's still alive, and what we, what we should be watching out for, and being careful about. Jezebel's legacy. Now she might have died. You know, but what she stood for? Idolatry, right? Adultery, etc. Everything that she stood for, right? It's still alive. It's still here, amen? And Jezebel's first appearance, amen, is in uh, the first book of Kings, amen? The first book of Kings, I want, to, I want you to follow me on, in your Bible, amen. The first book of Kings, chapter 16, amen. The first book of Kings, chapter 16, verse 29, amen. So if you guys can follow me to uh, the Bible uh, on that verse, amen. It says, In the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, Ahab, son of Amri, became king of Israel, and he reigned in Samaria over Israel 22 years. Alright? Ahab, son of Amri, did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of those before him. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this, this king, amen? So that he did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any other, any of those before him. You just imagine this king, Amen? He not only considered it trivial to commit the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, but he also married Jezebel, daughter of Isbal, king of the Syrians, no, Sidonians, and began to serve Baal and worship him. Began to serve Baal and worship him, worshiping other gods, this king of Israel. Amen. Jezebel, you know, this is, this is the, the, the first time the Bible mentions Jezebel, amen, in, in, in this uh, book of Kings, amen, the first time we hear about Jezebel, the daughter of Esbal, and began to serve Baal and worship him. She uh, seduced the people of Israel, amen. She seduced. And I'm not talking about uh, physical seduction, amen? Because when we think about you know, seduction, we think about sexual, amen? And no, I'm talking about spiritual seduction, amen? A spiritual seduction that, that she made the people of Israel worship other gods. Specifically, Baal. This uh, false god. Amen? Verse 32, he set up an altar 
for Baal and the temple of Baal that he built in Samaria. Ahab also made an Asherah pole and did more to arouse the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than did all the kings of Israel before him. In Ahab's time, Hael of Bethel rebuilt Jericho and laid his foundations at the cost of his firstborn son, Abram, and he set up his gates at the cost of his youngest son, Segub, in accordance with the word of the Lord spoken by Joshua, son of Nun. I don't know if you guys uh, remember, remember, uh, remember episode 10 of this season 1, where the title was that God has given you victory over your Jericho. Amen. And I remember saying to you guys that if God has given you victory over, Jer over your Jericho, don't rebuild your Jericho. Don't rebuild the walls, the gates of Jericho. Why? And if God has given you victory, why go back? Why go back to the, to the uh, same place? Amen. And I told you guys that, that Joshua, he said, amen, in the book of Joshua, well, after they, they took uh, Jericho, over they had the victory over Jericho, he said, cursed be the person that dares to rebuild Jericho, to rebuild it. And there was someone that did. It was Hiel of Bethel. He rebuilt Jericho. And it says that he laid his foundations at the cost of his firstborn son. And the gates, they were at the cost of his youngest son. He rebuilt Jericho. But it cost him two of his sons. His firstborn and the youngest one. Amen. I'm going to go a little bit off topic right now. Amen. And then I'm going to come back. You know, if, if uh, I, I know I said this in episode 10, man, but I'm going to say it again. Just in case uh, some of you didn't, didn't uh, go to episode 10 and didn't listen to it, amen? If God has given you victory over your addictions, over any battle, if God has given you victory, don't go back. It is a curse, amen, on yourself. If you rebuild George Jericho. If you rebuild your problems, your, your battles again. Amen? Okay, so now going back. Jezebel and, and this king Ahab. Amen? Very terrible people. Very terrible people. You know, and, and, and uh, we can see. Ahab, it says that he did more evil in the death of the Lord. Jezebel, she was that influence. Amen? And seduced the people of Israel. Amen? Uh, later on, in, uh, chapter, in chapter 21, man, if we go to chapter 21 of 1st of Kings, amen, uh, Naboth, his, his vineyard, amen, Ahab wanted to have his vineyard because it was close to the palace of the king of Samaria, and he wanted to buy this, uh, uh, this vineyard from, uh, Naboth, amen. But he said no, that he wasn't gonna sell it. That 
he wasn't, you know, because it was inheritance from his ancestors. Amen. It says that Ahab went home. That he, he was angry because Naboth, that, that he said that he won't, he won't give him the inheritance of his ancestors. Amen. But, you know, his wife came in, right, and asked him, you know, why are you, you know, why won't you eat? Why are you angry? Amen. And, and, and the king Ahab told her why. Amen. And Jezebel, she does uh, this horrible plan to uh, kill, to get Naboth killed. Amen. It is terrible what she did. You know, she, she got Naboth killed so Ahab could have that vineyard. Amen. And later on we see in, in chapter 22. In chapter 22 we see how Ahab died. You know, uh, because the Lord is not, you know, He brings justice. Alright, He brings, He does bring justice. He's not a God of injustice. God is a God of justice. And, and it's just crazy to me, you know, how, the way that he dies, the King Ahab. How he dies. It's, it's crazy to me, you know, it's, it's really crazy. You know, it says that the King of Israel, right, when he, when he went to battle. When he entered in battle, he entered in disguise. So they wouldn't notice that he was a king. So he would, so he would be targeted less. If, if he was, you know, just a random a soldier. If he looked like, like, like a random soldier, he would be targeted less than a king. You know, but what's funny, in uh, verse 34 of chapter, of chapter 22, it says, But someone drew his bow at random. At random. You know, somebody just went like, Oh, okay, I'm going to put my arrow on my bow, and I'm going to shoot, you know, just whatever. <laughs> this is funny. You know, he drew his bow at random and hit the king of Israel between the sections of his armor. Imagine. You just, just imagine that, you know. He just drew an arrow. He just drew his bow at random. And that arrow, uh, uh, that arrow hit the king Ahab. It's just, and it says, to, uh, verse, 30, verse 37, it says, So the king died and was brought to Samaria, and they buried him there. You know, and also later on, in the second book of Kings, amen, also Jezebel, you know, she was thrown out, and she was run over. Amen. And it says that the dogs ate her flesh. Amen. It is crazy. Okay, so there we have the, that that story. You know, and I know it's I know it's been eleven minutes. You know, eleven minutes of just introduction. You know, but maybe I'll, I'll take five minutes to explain, because right, I like to make my my uh, episodes kind of short for you guys, so you guys can actually you know enjoy the episode 
and actually listen to the full episode. Amen? So, how is Jezebel alive and well? If she died. Okay, like I said, she's not physically alive. No, but what she, what she, but what she stood for. Amen? Her legacy. It was still alive. And that's what we should be watching out for. Amen? There's a lot of false prophets, a lot of false teachers. And we have to be aware of it. Some Christians are, are just so blinded. I mean us, all of us sometimes are, are so blinded. That, that we don't see you know, evil inside of... Uh, demonic activities manifesting inside of churches everywhere in the world. Right? Everywhere in the world. Also in churches too. And man, everywhere we see these demonic... In our activities. But we're so blinded. We have a blindfold on our eyes. That doesn't let us see. Amen. Doesn't let us see. These uh, apostasy. Paganism. Amen. This liberalism in the world. Amen. We gotta be careful to what kind of music we listen to. Not because someone says they're Christian and we thought that their uh, songs are Christian. Amen. Not because uh, it's a Christian album. It doesn't mean every single song in that album is Christian. Amen. No. We gotta be careful. We gotta be careful. Because the devil, you know, he, you know, he comes up with he comes up with he comes up with these plans that to destroy us. And man, and how are we gonna be prepared for those attacks if we don't read the Bible, if we don't pray, if we don't fast? How will we be prepared for it? Man, don't you guys feel like sometimes you're vulnerable to the attacks of the devil? To uh, sometimes, sometimes these uh, moments of trial, these moments of these battles that you have, these problems, don't you sometimes feel like you're vulnerable to them? Well, probably it's because you don't read the Bible, you don't pray. We need to seek more of God. Amen? More of Him. Look, it says, Second uh, of Timothy, chapter 4, verse 1, if you guys can follow me over there. It says, And the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the, the, living, and the, the living and the dead, and in view of his appearance and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and, se- and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not will not put up with a sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say that their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myth. But you, listen, but you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist. 
discharge all the duties of your ministry. Alright? Guys. Amen. Brothers and sisters. That you are listening to me right now. You gotta be careful. Preach the word. It says that people are gonna be. That they will not put up. With sound doctrine. That they will have itching ears. They will, they will only want to listen. To what they want to hear. They will only hear what they want to listen. Amen. And we see that nowadays. We see it. How there's a progressive Christianity. How there's different types of Christianity where like. The, their doctrine. Their doctrine is just. Separate from the Bible. It, it, it's anti-Christian. Anti-biblical. Their doctrine. And they're approved. People that just want to. You know. Uh, how do you say it? They want to be accepted by the world. They changed to be accepted. And no. The Bible says. Jesus says. That we're going to be hated. By, pe by people. We're going to be hated. Amen. We are. We're going to be hated. Doesn't mean we have to change. In order to be accepted. By the world. It is better. For the world to hate us. And to be good in the eyes of the Lord. Than to be accepted by the world. And face. An eternal life. Of. Burning in the lake of sulfur. That the Bible talks about. In the book of Revelation. Amen. The book of Revelation. It talks about the lake of sulfur. Amen. Read your Bible. Pray. So you can have. You know. The Holy Spirit in you. So you can detect these demonic. Activities. Manifestations. Amen. Also in churches. You know. I, I see. I see this. I see this uh, in, in a lot of churches. You know. Where uh, there's people. And I'm not, I'm not trying to judge. Amen. I'm not judging. I, I mean. I'm just. I like to observe a lot. Well, there's people that literally they uh, they they claim that they are moved that they are moved by the Holy Spirit. They will claim they will make that claim that they are moved by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And well, and they, well, well, they're actually not. Amen. And some people think that some people think that by speaking tongues, by dancing, you know, claiming claiming to be moved by the Holy Spirit, they think that they're gonna impress people. Amen. But I'm not the I'm not the, I'm not the type of person that gets impressed by those uh, stuff, and uh, not really impressed. Um, I, I like to watch better. I'm like, okay, could that be actually the Holy Spirit or not? You know, there was this one time. No, because the Bible says the Bible says that uh, that if someone speaks tongues, that there has to be someone to interpret the the, uh, the speaking of tongues. If you speak tongues, you gotta know what you're saying. Amen. There was this one time when, uh, a few years ago, a few years ago, uh, in this church that I was going to, uh, this uh, woman she started speaking tongues. Amen. And 
I don't know, I just didn't feel peace about it. Amen. And after the church, the, the service ended, amen, I went up to her and I said, uh, Sister, do you, did you know what you said while you were uh, moved by, Holy, by the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues? And she said that she didn't. All right? And then I'm like, you know, you should be careful on, on speaking in tongues. You know, you got to make sure that it's actually the Holy Spirit. Because I kind of thought that, that it wasn't the Holy Spirit. When uh, when you were speaking when you were speaking tongues, and of course she got mad, amen. She got mad, you know. And also my parents, they were like, "Ruben, you know, you, you gotta be more careful on on what you're saying, you know, because like, if she was actually moved by the Holy Spirit, then you're in big trouble." And I'm just, I was just like, I just had a feeling about it. I just didn't feel peace in my heart about her speaking tongues. You know, and a few weeks later, you know, I I saw something that, that she was doing that I was like, okay, see, that's why. And I didn't go up to her and tell her, but in my head I was like, that's why I didn't feel peace about it. She wasn't in the, in the right path, you know. She she was just, it was just pure emotion and uh, speaking of tongues. So some people are just like, speak tongues but not moved by the Holy Spirit. And that's not right. You can only speak tongues if you are moved by the Holy Spirit. And man, and, and probably you're like, Ruben, you know, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't uh, say, that, say that to people. You know, the Bible says, and I'm reading, I'm reading right now in Second of Timothy, chapter 4. It says, correct rebuke. You have to rebuke. Amen? You have to. Because, I, I, for me, I, I say it's better for them to be mad at me right now and then later on, you know, then finding out that I was actually right, you know, than actually uh, go and then actually not telling them, not telling them the truth and then to, then to be lost. Amen. I prefer them to be saved. And to be then to them then for them to be lost. Amen. Rebuke. Brothers and sisters. So if you see these type of, of activities going on in your church, you know, also, I've seen a lot of type of, I've seen a lot of uh these uh fake uh spiritual movements, amen. In churches. I've seen people that uh that they're dancing, right? I saw this time there was this one time that there was this guy dancing and moved by the Holy Spirit. And out of nowhere he just hits his he hits his head like five times, like real hard against the wall. And and started bleeding. Amen. And you know, at that moment we just we were like, yeah, that's not the Holy Spirit. Because if the Holy Spirit moves you, if the Holy Spirit makes you dance, if it does, the Holy Spirit will guide you. Amen. It will not make you get hurt in any way. Amen. Also, I've, I don't know if you guys have, have experienced this, but I've, I've also experienced where, like, when people pray for you, you know, I've, I've when uh, when pe- when preachers, when preachers when they pray for you, it's, uh, there was there was this one preacher that put his hand over my, over my head, and he kind of started pushing me, you know, kind of trying to make me fall. 
and uh, and I was like, yeah. No, I, I, uh, in my head, I was like, yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't really want to fall right now. So, <laughs> yeah. But he's like, he kind of like with his hand, he kind of insisted on making me fall. You know, and I'm like, yeah. This this preacher, yeah, he's not actually. <laughs> nah. So, be careful with that. Be careful. Because in, in church, there's going to be good and bad also. Just, just remember this. Remember this. The devil is also in churches. Okay? Because the devil doesn't care about the, about the world outside. They're already lost. For right now. Amen? They're already lost. He's worried about, he's worried about people inside the church. People in the church. The youth. Amen? The kids. Amen? Everybody. Adults. Everybody, he's worried about all of them. Because what he doesn't want you to, to do is to listen to the word of God. He doesn't, he doesn't want you, he doesn't want you to, to worship. Amen? He wants you to be, you know, uh, distracted. Your phone vibrates, you know, message from this person, from that person. Or you, want to, you need to go to the restroom. Amen? These distractions, amen? Oh, look at that light, you know, that, that light looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Distractions that the devil makes. Amen. And, and we easily fall. Why? Because we are not prepared. Amen. We are not uh, prepared. We, we, we don't pray. We don't, we don't read the Bible. We are so vulnerable to, to these, uh, these attacks of the devil. We are so vulnerable. I'm just saying, guys. We need to wake up. Wake up, my Christian people. Wake up. We are in the end times. This is the end times was the first episode of, of, of this a podcast. Season one. Wake wake up guys. Wake up. There is no time. And man, Jezebel is alive and well. Like the title says. And we need to be prepared for this for those attacks. Read your Bible. That is that is food to your soul. Amen. Food to your soul. Pray. When you pray, you're speaking to God. That's what you do when you pray. You speak to God. You have that 5G connection. We have to have that 5G connection with God. Amen. I've said, I've said this before. 5G. 5G connection, guys. 5G connection. My brothers and sisters. 5G connection with God. Talk to Him. Amen. I, I I sometimes want to see I sometimes want to see people like Daniel, people like the prophet Sam, the the prophet Samuel, like Joshua, like Caleb. Caleb, Amen. He was eighty years old, eighty, and he still conquered the mountain. And he said that he still had the strength that he used to have when he was 40. When Moses sent him, when Moses sent Caleb to spy on the promised land. Amen? For 40, 40 years. And, 80, and 40 years later, when Caleb was 80. He still conquered. He defeated 
the three sons of Anak, the giants. Amen. It's just beautiful. I want to see that, you know. But our lack of prayer, our lack of connection with God is preventing us to from having these powerful these powerful moments of, of curing miracles of of being prophets of of speaking of the future of of being prophets amen all of that you know God wants to use you in a great way. He does. But the thing is, we have to do our part too. We have to read the Bible, pray, fast. You know, fast is, is, is for some people, it's is something hard. And, and, and also, it's, it's not easy for uh, any of us either. You know, because we, we basically have to not eat. You know, some of us go probably uh, from like, the longest that I have done a fast, probably say from like 6 o'clock to like 2, I think. I think that's the longest that I have gone on a fast. Amen? And also there's some moments where you're like, where, where like you go, oh, I'm, now I'm hungry. I want to eat, you know, but but you want to, you want to keep that fast. You you, you want to keep going until the time that you had your goal on. You know, Jesus. You know, he was tempted also when he was in the desert. He was hungry. He was. He was very hungry. And the devil saw that opportunity to tempt Jesus into eating. Which Jesus didn't fall for his temptations. He succeeded on the fast. Like it, like the episode before of episode four, God wants you to succeed. I mean, if if you guys notice, you know these episodes, most of my episodes are connected in some way or another. My episodes are connected. You know, they're pretty independent, you know, like, you don't need to listen to other episodes to understand this episode. Amen? They're pretty independent. But in some way or another, they do connect. Amen? I know I said five minutes, you know, and uh, somehow I went a full half an hour. Amen? And uh, good for you if you're still here, if you're still listening to the podcast, listening to, listening to this episode right now. I mean, this, this has been my message for this week. Amen? For today. The, whichever day you decide to listen to, to this episode. Amen? I hope this has been a blessing to your soul and to you. Amen? This, this has been my message for you. My name is Ruben, and this is The Word of Heaven. God bless.